The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber's on assignment. Futures do get a bounce here. As CPI, although the fastest annual rate since 81, comes in light on monthly core, nearly half the prior print. Ten-year yield quickly drops about a dozen basis points. And that's where we're going to begin this morning. The massive inflation number jumping 8.5 year-on-year, slightly hotter than what economists had anticipated at 8.4. It is the highest year-on-year gain since the early days of Reagan, December of 81, Jim. But everybody's watching the core number. And in particular, the drop in used cars down 3.8 is going to be the biggest monthly drop since 1969. I know, and uh, and I went out with that when I spoke with the gang at Squawk, but you got to really respect the work that Phil Lebeau does, talking to the um, head of Toyota North America, saying, I don't believe prices would be at peak. This is for uh, new cars, talking about raw material, steel, aluminum, cobalt. Uh, but that number for CarMax was bad. Okay, and a lot of that has to be, I think, demand destruction. Used cars are up 40 percent. So, look, am I bullish? I, I, you know, we got oversold. People were expecting a really bad print. We finally got a print that was just bad. And we did get some average wages that weren't so bad. So it's a good relief rally. I see a lot of stocks that are, are going up because today's a day where the street's really defending a lot of tech. I think the street should be defending everything, meaning that there's much. I mean, I would defend bond uh, banks uh, because I think that they're not going to be so bad. I would defend uh, a lot of the consumer packaged goods. I would defend the, the drugs. I just think that the problem with defending tech is that every time it runs, somebody now comes out and whacks it because tech is expensive. Well, we're going to get to some of the downgrades today of HPE, right? Yes. And the sell on Cisco. Yes. Uh, although we got we got uh, Goldman up in CrowdStrike, which we'll get to. Right. I mean, look, there's just endless bullishness on uh, anything cyber because of Ukraine, Russia. But there were a lot of notes yesterday about PC weakness. And I think that caused a lot of the weakness. I know that Dell's been a big winner, big share taker over Hewlett Packard. Uh, year over year growth, 6.9. Uh, Hewlett Packard year over year growth, minus 40. Whoa. Uh, a lot of that is, is Chromebook. Now, I would say that Worldwide PC shipments declined 7.3% in the first quarter. And that was a lot of yesterday's weakness. And, you know, it's undeniable, Carl, that, P- that there's a slowdown in tech. Uh, but the people want to fight that. I think you should be pivoting. Lower your tech weighting. If you're an individual, it's been a great run since 2017. I don't know. Look for a stock that you like that. Look for a Hormel if you want to. I mean, just look for something else besides tech. I get a lot of questions when we play MI Diversified. And the average, the average guy has two tech stocks out of five. Make him one. Make him one. That's okay. Well, um, back to CPI, though. I mean, in the coming months, the year-on-year compares are going to get a lot easier. Yes. Right? And the annual rate's going to ostensibly slow. Isn't that going to create a, the kind of environment for NASDAQ that we're seeing this morning? Well, I would like to think that, but 
I would rather be in a drug stock or a bank stock, if only just because uh, while interest rates may be better, this shutdown in China is just mind-numbing. And it's very hard to see people making their quarters when you can't leave your house, so you can't make the stuff. And I think that that's, a, you know, look, you got two problems here, right? You got the, the war, Ukraine, Russia, and then you have China lockdown. And when I, I, I watch Eunice, I mean, what kind of commerce do you have in China if you can't go anywhere? I mean, and, you know, then I would say, well, hold Apple direct to consumer. I, those guys can't go anywhere. So I think the China slowdown. Or as someone said to me this morning, Ben Stoto, why would I want to own Starbucks when you can't go to Starbucks? And the answer is, uh, well, let it come in. Yep. Uh, City today uh, does cut Starbucks to neutral. They take their yeah. target uh, from 120 down to 91. That said, uh, some are arguing this morning that the action in oil is a reflection of the easing of the Shanghai lockdown. Well, I happen to like oil. Again, I think oil is half of what it was in the S&P 10 years ago. So why not be looking at oil stocks? And when oil dipped yesterday, you got an opportunity. So I'm just saying be more balanced is all I'm saying. I, I, I like a lot of tech as much as I have, uh, but I just think that I also like others more just because I don't want to come in here and see number cuts. And all the techs have, with the exception of cyber, are faced with the possibility of number cuts. Now, we have Andy Jassy on. What a great booking on, uh, on Squawk. And I, look, he's not going to tell you how the numbers are, but he's going to tell you how he's fighting inflation. And I just think that, you know what, the freight is coming down, so maybe that can help them do spot freight. But I don't think he's going to wow us. Uh, we were getting wowed uh, with tech. I don't think we get wowed. I think we get wowed with banks. Uh, I'm very intrigued by banks. I think we get wowed with, with drugs because you buy them when there's a slowdown in inflation. But I look at the bank stocks, and I'm watching them creep up. Yep. And I'm looking at tech stocks, and I think they're just recovering. We're going to watch it. Obviously, a big part of uh, tech, at least on the consumer end, has been about consumer psychology. Yes. Something that you addressed last night on MAD with uh, J.P. Morgan's Axe. Matt Boss, take a listen. You have a full employment backdrop, wages that are higher. So the incoming dollars in terms of the number of hours that the consumer can work are in the consumer control. And to me, that is the, that's the current consumer psychology. They're not happy about paying higher prices at the pump. They're not happy about paying more for groceries. But the incoming dollars remain in their control. And I think that is why we're seeing stability in consumer spending today. That's not how it feels with these inflation prints. No, but that's, that boss is going to make you a lot of money to listen to. He's talking about all these single-digit retailers that are coiled springs. I like that. I think that Matt Spiem, look, he met with like 20 companies last week. I don't really have great quarters. And when you have a great quarter and your stock's at single digits, it's pretty interesting. You have single-digit multiples. Sure. So, again, when I look at tech, there's a possibility a number cut. When I look at retail, I see another bidder for Kohl's. What is that? I mean, another bidder for Kohl's. I see very strong numbers coming. Look, I had, I had Best Buy on last week. And, and Corey, Barry, Corey Barry was talking about how great everything was. Everything is great. And yet her, all that happens is her stock goes down and down and down. Don't you want to be in that? That's what I want to be in. I think, I think Corey Barry, nine times, nine times earnings, yield of 3.7, comes on Mad Money, says things are great, and the stock goes down. 
Yeah, I mean, it certainly kind of looks like a consumer confidence chart right there. Yes, the consumer is good. I think the consumer is willing to pay higher prices, as he said. Uh, The consumer obviously has as many many PCs as they need. There's a lot of technology going down because of those numbers I gave you about PCs. And I think that there are a lot of businesses in tech that are not PC um, that I kind of like. Uh, but, I mean, yesterday NVIDIA was down really badly because of the bear downgrade. And yep. I did a lot of work in NVIDIA, and NVIDIA's got some problems. Well, you saw AMD's price action breaking some long-term support. I think nine-month lows on AMD AMD's yesterday. got some low-end PC, mostly higher-end. They've made big movements into the high-performance computing. They bought Xilinx. At the same time, you know, Carl, I, I, I see these companies as hated. And why not be in a drug stock? Why not be in a retailer? Why not be in an oil? Why not be in a finance? Financial. Those companies have been forgotten about. And I like them. They're not dependent on China. I mean, I think we're under underestimating the possibility of what is happening in China right now, which is the kind of lockdown that means you can't get to work. So how do you make things? Well, Axios has a piece this morning on the people there who are scrambling for food and unable mm-hmm. to go out and get groceries. Uh, and it does make you wonder whether or not these uh, six straight days, actually six straight weeks of declining freight shipping rates from Shanghai to L.A. are kind of related to some of that. I yep. think they are. Now, look, at a certain point, that, too, is going to be discounted. But I don't think yet, because we don't know what's not being made. And we don't know what's being made. But I, I would rather, oh, you know, all things said, I'd rather be in Merck. Merck. Which means, I mean, you, it's weird. You're, it's not that you're net defensive because you're obviously you want, you want to leverage consumer. I want and to be, you're going for a lot of defensive yeah, names. I am. Or, oh, no, I mean, I'll, but, take, I'll take Best Buy. I'm calling for what it used to be like, Carl, when we got in the business, before 2017, where it used to be really balanced. And Finn was, the financials were a big part of the S&P. Healthcare, a big part of the S&P. I want to revisit that. I like that. I, we all got overweight at tech. We all felt that no matter what we bought, tech worked. And I'm saying scale back and put some of that money. Don't take the money out of the market. Look for the opportunities in the other areas. I thought Matt Boss was electric last night. I mean, he's talking about stocks that are selling as if they have no, as if they are full of debt. They're not. They're underlevered. The inventories are lean. I don't know, but no one's listening to him. No, uh, but for every argument that household savings are double pre-pandemic, there's a statistic about average mortgage payments up 30%, right, year on year. No, I mean, but you have to hope that some people locked them in. I don't think new I think that housing, I, I don't want to own Home Depot, Home Depot or Lowe's. But at a certain point, I mean, remember, Lowe's is biggest season, Home Depot season is right now. And the stocks are down a lot. I'd like to see them revisit their lows. But uh, I, I look, I, I like the consumer here. I know that the mortgage rates are up, but I also know that people locked a lot of people locked in lower than that. I still believe that there's a refurbishment. There's still a housing shortage. But lumber got clocked. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, lumber got clocked. Uh, I think uh Yesterday down a four-month low yesterday on lumber. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, Doug Yearly uh, told they still can't get all the appliances they want, but people are taking down the numbers of Whirlpool. So I, I, I want to say strong consumer. I want to say drug stocks are good because maybe we have some peak inflation. I want to say that maybe uh, the used cars are peaking, but that would be against what Phil got. 
But the new cars, if they get their chips, were okay. And at the same time, I'm a little worried about anything that's coming from China. Sure. And that tends to be tech. Right. Speaking of which, uh, as Jim says, China is continuing to deal with the lockdowns uh, in Shanghai. The State Department now ordering all non-emergency government staff in Shanghai to leave. And U.S. citizens being told to reconsider their travel there. Uh, Eunice Yoon joins us from Beijing with the latest. Uh, Eunice, the State Department's rationale is that a lot of these laws are being applied arbitrarily. Yeah, that's that's what the U.S. government has said. In fact, they've upgraded uh, their order from authorized to order. So um, this, of course, didn't go down very well. The foreign ministry has criticized it, um, saying that um, the U.S. has made groundless accusations against uh, China's uh, what it considers to be a very scientific and effective uh, COVID policy. Um, it, it also um, has just been uh, quite frustrated uh, by what it says are smear tactics uh, by the U.S. Uh, because it does still very strongly believe that its COVID lockdowns are the way to go. Now, in terms of what's happening in Shanghai, uh, Shanghai has been very slow to lift their uh, COVID lockdowns, even in low-risk areas. And that, by that definition, they mean um, places that have not had any new infections in the past 14 days. Uh, but what's happening is that they're, they're lifting these lockdowns building to building. So if you're in a building that um, is considered clean, then uh, you go out on the street, you're not necessarily allowed to really walk around because the building next to you might have had two cases or one case. So uh, there's a lot of confusion about what has to be done. And uh, the uh, restrictions are, of course, not only in Shanghai, but have spread now to the cities that are around Shanghai. So this concludes Suzhou, for example. Also, uh, Taichung, as well as Kunshan. And these are important areas because Suzhou is a big uh, manufacturing base. There are a lot of American companies that have facilities there. For example, uh, Nabisco Mandalas, um, Eli Lilly. And then um, from a uh, supplier perspective, the uh, city of, of Kunshan, as well as Taichung, are really big uh, a big manufacturing basis for Taiwan tech companies, and that includes a lot of Apple suppliers. So Pegatron, which is an iPhone assembler, uh, said that it had to suspend production. Also, Compal is another company that uh, makes the iPad for um, I, for for um, Apple, and it also had to suspend operations. Uh, Quanta uh, has a plant in Shanghai, and it said that it also um, had to halt its production. So we're seeing a lot of impact to the Taiwan tech world because of this now a broadened um, level of restrictions around Shanghai. One other thing that just happened today was that, um, as you guys well know, there have been a lot of reports and pushback uh, from the public against Shanghai, which is one of the reasons, uh, very likely, that we're seeing some of the authorities there addressing the concerns. Um, well, the cyber watchdog now has uh, issued a directive um, warning um, warning people against reporting what it considers to be um, illegal or false information about the COVID lockdowns. So the cyber watchdog also said that it is going to call on online platforms to root out so-called fake reports and videos and handle those accounts that post or repost these videos 
seriously. So that order is being read. That personal accounts now, say on, for example, WeChat, are going to be disabled. Guys. Well, Jim, it sort of points to everything you've been talking about, yeah. especially Sh- regarding tech. Sh- Sh- just don't go away quite that, yet. That's fine. I mean, okay, you just want to ask you point blank. Does anyone have an mRNA vaccine there? What we use, Pfizer, Moderna. Are any of those mRNA? Nope. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, the Chinese are coming up with their own. But right now, the uh, foreign vaccines are not allowed in this country. So uh, BioNTech has a relationship with a Chinese partner, um, Foson. So in, in practical sense, it might be able to ramp up its, um, its production of a, you know, a foreign vaccine. But um, yeah, that, that hasn't been allowed yet. Instead, right now, the Chinese are trying to come up with their own mRNA vaccine, which is in clinical trials. And Eunice, we've been talking here about the, some of the political pressure that she could come under if, in fact, these lockdowns aren't lifted uh, broadly in the next few months. I mean, is that view widely shared that this has to be done for his own political survival? Well, it's still unclear what what he thinks is going to be best for his political survival, uh, because um, there's definitely some. Um, comments that we've been hearing from a leadership about their concern about the economy. Um, for example, the, the loudest voice right now is Li Keqiang, who's the premier, who's been um, repeatedly saying that he's concerned about the economic impact this could have um, with the, the COVID lockdowns. But in terms of an official line, as we've seen from the foreign ministry, as well as in state media, uh, the official line is that the COVID lockdowns are still the way to go that these are uh, very much um, a part of what the leadership believes is uh, the only way forward for China, at least for now. Eunice Yun in Beijing, it's quite an amazing story. Uh, Jeez, I appreciate God. your help very much. No mRNA, total shutdown of a country. In this country, that leader would lose by a 50-state margin. Yeah. Now, they're obviously uh, got a... We so forth. President for life. Carl, nobody's president for life. Uh, we're going to find out. They're definitely testing it. No, I mean, Stalin did die in his own bed. Yeah. That was a big win for Stalin. But gonna... Mal died in his own bed. Is that true? Yeah, he did. We'll take a break here. Uh, take another look at futures if you're wondering why we're green on CPI Day. It did come in a shade light on core. And the 10 year, which earlier this morning was around 283, almost 284, now back to 272. Hmm. We're back in a moment. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Coming up next, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Meantime, here's a live shot of Apple's uh, Tim Cook preparing to take the podium, speaking this morning at the International Association of Privacy Professionals Global Privacy Summit. Talk about what he uh, has to say today, along with some predictions out of uh, City about what kind of capital returns Apple may give in the coming quarter. We'll get you some highlights. More Squawk on the Street continues in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shehi a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. On a day when the bonds are signaling you can buy stocks, on a day when the CPI looks like it, some people say it peaked, I want to point out that CarMax uh, had a number that was disappointing. Used cars went for, uh, up, up in price 40%. We know that that could be the demand destruction. Uh, people, were lo- uh, people were looking for uh, down 0.7. Carly came down 6.5 in same-store sales. So I think what people might be saying is, okay, this is actually positive for the economy because if used car sales come down, that takes the pressure off the Fed. Uh, and then if housing does, uh, you know, let's just say slow down because of five and a quarter, yep. takes the pressure off the Fed. We know that their bonds just been horrendous, but if we look long-term, bonds not horrendous. So I can, this, again, comes back to, I think, the consumer is the place to be. Was uh, Adam Jonas of Morgan Stanley right? Were dealers playing with fire by charging above MSRP as much as they were? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Jonas is all over the place, though. I mean, look, I enjoy, I really enjoy Jonas, but we have to understand that you just, you, if you got prices to come down because they got semis, then you're in good shape. And that's what I think, you know, the, the, long, the long case is, Retail's gotten too low and people have given up on it. Housing has gotten too low. People have given up on it. Cars have gotten too expensive. 
people have given up on. You know what? All, all these could come out and say, time to buy, except for if you're involved with China. Because China is 1.3 billion, and it's shut. I mean, it, like, I, you know, I still, every morning I get up and say, I cannot believe it's shut down. And the war in Russia, UK, a very good interview, another station, uh, 60 Minutes yep. on Sunday. Yep. And I just don't see an end to these two areas. Uh, we're going to watch it, obviously. Uh, we're move, uh, focusing on domestic today. Opening bell in about four and a half minutes. Don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Keep your eye on uh, Bitcoin and crypto today, Jim. We got close to 40K um, as the correlation between Bitcoin and the NDX. I said yesterday. Is that near an all-time right. high? I just said last night on Mad Money. Look, if you want to know where crypto is, NDX, NDX, they're the same. And I thought that they were supposed to be, this was something about, one of the complaints I had about the market, is I thought some of that money from crypto would now flows back to stocks. But the younger people just, they like crypto. And it, it is... Uh, a little disappointing because I think stocks are long term are going to do better. But right now, they just say, listen, you know, crypto's where the action is. But I, the correlation's so good that I just don't see why I can't just be in the NASDAQ. QQQs! Yep, yep. Uh, it's going to be certainly a good day for the Qs at the open, at least, uh, given what we said earlier, and that is that on a core basis, a monthly CPI did come in a little light, uh, three tenths. We were looking for five tenths, and the prior print was, in fact, also at five tenths. There's get the opening bell here in the CNBC Real Time Exchange at the big board Greek American issuer day at the NASDAQ at Clean Earth Acquisitions Corp celebrating its recent IPO. So we'll watch uh, Brett fill in here, Jim. You were just talking about Apple and the concerns about Chinese production. Yeah. At the same time, Jim Suva says, I back of 90 billion, 10% diff hike maybe. I, I, I thought that was, look, I, I obviously Apple, I it on trade. I had to cut my position in Apple for my travel trust because when you looked at my trust, it was like kind of an Apple fund because I'd never sold it and it had gotten way too big. Uh, but I'm, I'm a 5%. I'm not going to get lower that. That's kind of like the limit that I have in one position. Let it come up again. But you know, here's part of the quandary. The Bureau of Labor Statistics just puts out real average, uh, uh, real average hourly earnings for all employees decreased 0.8% in March. Now, do we want them to increase or decrease? <laughs> we want them to decrease when it comes to the Fed. We want them to increase if you're buying the retailers. So this is like, this is why the retailers have been sold down so much. And uh, this is one of the reasons why I think people are worried about the banks. It's like, maybe we have bad debt. Uh, I like the banks. I like consumer stocks. I like tech that's not made in China. Yeah. So those are three pretty yeah. thematic buckets. It does sort of bring us to what J.P. Morgan will tell us in about 24 hours' time, right? Tomorrow yes. as we get uh, the first of the big oh, banks. Oh, my. I think that, that some of the banks. Look, I, down here at J.P. Morgan, I just think the risk reward's okay. Uh, I just don't think... I mean, look, the Fed is basically printing money for them. You're, think about what you make in your checking account and how they invest it in really short-term paper. So I just think that they have a good forecast, unless they have Russia exposure. And, you know, we don't think that, we don't know who has Russia exposure. We don't, do we know who sold the Deutsche Bank this morning? Uh, I did see some wire headlines, but I'd have to go back and, and do a double take. But, yeah. Look, I... You can't get too bullish if 
with the war still on, because that's food prices. Yes. Obviously, humanitarian. That's horrible. Well, and you can't get too bullish what, if they have that amazing lockdown in China, because that's... Sure. So you think we're capped on the upside and kind of the downside? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think a diversified portfolio will do okay. Yeah. Uh, we did have some comments from Putin, probably the most expansive we've heard from him in a while, arguing that inflation uh, will eventually put pressure on Western politicians. Oh Lukashenko said that it takes time for the world to go hungry. Uh, without fertilizers, there's no harvest. And that's an issue, Jim, that we're going to be looking at maybe this fall, where Soon. harvest time in Ukraine is just brought to a standstill. Look, 13% of all calories, this is from Agco, came, come from uh, Ukraine, breadbasket to the world. Uh, the idea that they think that we can't produce more food is fatuous. If you go read some of the books about the, uh, the Chechen war, the soldiers were constantly stealing food from the Chechens because they weren't well fed. I don't want to hear about what they're doing to the West. Uh, I think that their soldiers are demonstrable about what they're doing to their own. They don't seem to have much care for their soldiers. That was not unlike World War II. Now, look, the general is in charge of Syria. I don't get too military, because it does, but yep. the general is in charge of the destruction of eastern Butcher Syria, of Syria. Yep. is now running the show. And again, I mean, these things are very hard to compute. They don't have anything to do with Bristol Myers or Macy's. So I don't want to get too negative on a on what happens here because the consumer is quite liquid. But I also know I, I, it's very hard to figure out what the what food prices are going to be. Very hard. Yep. Uh, food month on month was up one. and But energy up 11, that's really where you're going to get caught. But, and I don't think oil is going to come down a lot because what happens if what happens if the West concludes that we don't want the their oil? Uh, well, then you're going to pay a lot for the rest of I mean, it. hasn't. Remember, we finance, the West has financed that war, $32 billion to Russia since the war began. So who's financing Russia? Well, the West, yep. EU. Now, how that can happen and we don't talk about it? I mean, EU's getting such a free pass, and I know that it is very difficult to figure out how Russia uh, doesn't have enough to keep replenishing if the EU's funding. Yeah, and not to mention India, who Modi talked to Biden oh, yesterday. Geez. And the reports today that Germany may not want to invite India to the next G7. And so it's getting very, very cloudy in terms of who's your friend and who's your enemy. Right. Yeah, well put. I, look, so I want to be more domestic where I can uh, get my arms around things. I want to say that the consumer will be able to afford higher food costs if they go to the right places and be more selective. Uh, I think apparel inventories are fine. I think people will still buy things. I think that they're going to have to pay more at the pump. So, you know, just be, be diversified. Until the, look, for the tech companies, it's anybody anywhere but China. They have to diversify away from China. They got to make everything anywhere because I don't know how they beat them. Unless, unless finally she says, you know what, we're all going to have to get Omicron. Because you can't do this thing. At Unis, I mean, Eunice was saying, look, if an apartment house next to your apartment has a, a case of Omicron, you can't go out. Well, I mean, every, everybody's got a case of Omicron. I mean, everybody gets Omicron. Uh, that would be a huge reversal for them, uh, policy-wise. But to your point about 
pulling out of China, that's going to be hard for a company like Starbucks, which is approaching 80 here, Jim. We got the downgrade this morning out of City as they go to neutral. Um, has it really fallen below? Maybe once has it fallen below 80 in the last year? Yeah. Now, now Howard, Howard Schultz is doing a, uh, a listening tour, trying to find out what happened that the workers who were uh, obviously have very good uh, payment package. I think what you're going to see, what Howard's going to see is when you speak to the union people, it's the work rules. I mean, you don't want to get that early shift. You're going crazy in that early shift. And it may be the work. I think that what Howard has to do is he has to pay people in the heavy shifts a lot more. And the 20 billion was somewhat ceremonial uh, because there probably will be a buyback again. They generate a lot of cash. But China, not a lot of takeout there, China. This report in the New York Post where allegedly Schultz told a worker, if you are not happy, if you don't like Starbucks so much, why don't you go somewhere else? Um, it's kind of a good question if, in fact, he said it, because well, the la- labor market is easy to change jobs well, you know, right look, now. I, but I interviewed a barista who was uh, instrumental in, the, in the, uh, lo- lo- the union effort in Buffalo. I said the same thing. I said, why don't you leave it? She goes, I love Starbucks. I said, well, if you love Starbucks, why, don't you, why are you joining the union? She goes, because I want Starbucks to be better. And I said, but Howard Schultz says Starbucks will be worse. She goes, I think it'll be better. And, you know, it's like, okay, I don't work there. Right. right. And my, my, you know, my daughter was a barista for a while. She said... Not a great job. And she had to do the little hearts in the Yeah. Harder just to do the heart in the cup there. That's not the hardest part, but yeah. I'm sure it's challenging. Um, the other point um, is uh, McDonald's, as some say the the exposure to Russia uh, in City's view is not widely shared yet. Oh, and that's just, like I, I'm tired of well no, I don't want to say that. It's just that if you look at who has China exposure. It's just kind of surprising. And for instance, if you look at the Netflix note from Callan. Now, Callan takes Netflix from 600 to 590. What are they talking about? Russian suspension. Well, I mean, I don't even know that the Russians were really big into Netflix. But there's a lot of countries that, I mean, Russia is not a big country, for heaven's sake. Size of Italy, size of Texas. But, you know, here's Callan saying, be careful. Yeah. Uh- Russia. Crowd strike up 4%, sort of on the oh, same geez. point. George Kurtz was on, and I happen to like George very much. I, look, I, I think the cash roar is tripping too. But if you look at Crowd Strike, Crowd Strike was saying, you know, every minute, every minute you're being attacked by the Russians. Every minute. And, you know, they're talking, you know, you know when they talk to these guys, it's a way of, it's a big living. You know, giant buildings full of people who are just trying to find out your number. And by the way, be, they're very sophisticated. Like, you, you'll see, you'll get it. I got last week that if, if, that I got a bonus from Verizon. They gave me $38. No, Verizon doesn't give you. Like, Hans Versberg did not say, I want Jim Cramer to have $38. How gullible do they think you are? Well, right? but I think that, you know, there's a sucker born every minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, bad vegan. Yep. You know, Tinder. That's true. I just find that they're so smart. Uh, and you just have to be very careful because they have everything that looks like yours. Uh, and then, of course, they want to get in. They want to burrow into big co- the enterprise. And CrowdStrike and, and Palo Alto Net have been amazing. So uh, they can they are, by the way, great tech stocks to own. But they've moved so much. I mean, CrowdStrike's kind of interesting here. George is, is great. Now, the Kurtz and Nikesh, Nikesh Aurora, they have a little... They're a little head-to-head. Yes. And it's not, you know, by the way, it's not Harvard-Yale. 
it's a little more like, say, Steelers bought Army-Navy. Yeah. It's it's interesting because um, you're going to see CIO, Chief Information Officer, interest there. But Morgan Stanley's uh, note this morning about CIO networking, uh, taking HPE lower, this sell on Cisco. Yeah. Cisco's the big laggard on the Dow I thought today. that you know, my travel trust owns some Cisco, and we want to get bigger in Cisco. We're trying to wait till it goes nice, solid 3%. That guy's been negative on Cisco. Suba's been yes. negative on Cisco for some time. Uh, but, you know, he's talking about Russia pressure from war. Uh-uh. No. I mean, no. I just, we can only blame the war on, I, I think the, the war can be blamed for higher food costs. But can it be blamed for like, the fact that Pulte Helms, you know, the mortgage rates? No. The Fed. Yeah. The Fed wants mortgage rates up so that home sales slow. Yes. So that they can come down in price. They're up 40%. Some of the homes are up 30, 40% year over year, uh, particularly in the more desirable areas. Uh, you would say, well, therefore you should buy Pulte. They just started, uh, you know, they, they started, KBH just, uh, just announced that they're going to do a buyback. Yep. I've been worried when they were, did the conference call last week, they were hectored when you can do a buyback. And here they go. They got a $300 million stock repurchase. But do I want to buy it? I don't know. Maybe take a small position. Look at that. It's, it's been hard. Yeah. Well, you're coming off a loss of a third uh, since the beginning of the year, obviously. Yeah. Um, speaking of real estate, <laughs> this uh, Zuckerberg video of buying and selling goods in the metaverse, including real estate. You can buy property next to Snoop Dogg's house in the metaverse. I miss Snoop Dogg. I guess I, mean, I saw Mark Anthony play uh, spin stuff at the fabled um, wedding and kind of the Beckham yes. hence wedding. Yes. Uh, nice picture of my wife, by the way, on Palm Beach oh, Post. Very nice. But I do think that um, the metaverse, the omniverse is very real. Now, when I speak, speak to, to Facebook, I, I always say, listen, e- emphasize the education. Uh, don't necessarily emphasize the, um, the funny things that so they're obviously not listening to me at all. Uh, they should. There's money's been chasing novelty here for a while. I know. Um, uh, City actually had an interesting deep dive on the metaverse a couple weeks ago, where they said total addressable market eight to ten, twelve trillion by the end of the decade. Well, that's why my chapter just bought Facebook. We bought some metaverse yesterday. I think that the way you're going to learn is through the metaverse. I also know that say a Ralph Lauren, they're going to have a mall and you can go try on stuff and find, see how you look. Sure. I mean, I was at a, a very nice uh, Ralph Lauren in Palm Beach, and you know, I was thinking, oh, I don't want to try it on. I just want to <laughs> try it on. I want the digital twin to yes. try it on. And remember when I was at, at NVIDIA, which is some company I still like that everyone's given up on, I, I talked to me. You know, there was me, and there was me, and you didn't know which was me. And me sounded more like me than me. I mean, it was like crazy. And Jensen had worked with Jensen Wong. He had worked on it specifically, and he was focused on what he called the wilt. He said, you know, you've got that way at the end of a sentence where you go up. Do you know how hard that was? That was like millions of iterations to get the wilt. So <laughs> the Philly, the Philly lilt. The Philly yes, lilt. Yes. The Philly lilt. I like that. Uh, guys, we're out. Back sort of to that old familiar number of 4450, uh, Dow's up almost 300. Let's get to Bob Pisani, who is still down in Miami at the world's largest ETF conference for day two. Hey, Bob. 
Uh, hey, guys, uh, good to see you. Yes, uh, second day here. Nice to see a bounce in technology stocks. A lot of people talking about that relief on that inflation number. But there's 2,000 investment professionals here, many of them just RIAs, registered independent advisors. They need to tell their client what the heck is going on with bonds. That's the most important thing. The hot topic here, inflation and bonds. They are terrified of the fact that the bonds are at new lows. They have 60, 40 portfolios. Is that dead? 70, 30 some people. People are concerned about tech valuations and collapsing multiples. And crypto is the other topic. But those are the big three. Jeff Gunlock is going to be speaking in about 20 minutes right next door to me. I'll see if I can grab and bring him over here, get his thoughts on inflation uh, and China as well. Kathy Wood's going to be speaking at 5 o'clock. Rick Edelman, very big in crypto now, will be giving a keynote address on using crypto uh, in portfolios. Uh, in terms of what we're seeing today, nice, as I said, to see a bounce in technology. In fact, nice to see a bounce just in any kind of cyclicals at all. Communication services are up a bit. You see the banks are up. And consumer staples flattish to slightly down. Remember, they were in the big movers uh, in the last couple of days. Semis, a lot of these guys were sitting near 52-week lows. Nice to see a little bounce in companies like NXP, uh, KLA 10 cores, some of the semiconductor equipment manufacturers up today. Mega Cap Tech bouncing as well. A lot of people just coming over to me this morning and saying it's nice to see uh, these bounces on these inflation numbers. And consumer staples, which have been the big leadership group, everybody's buying defensive stocks, flattish to slightly on the downside. So the question is whether we got this peak fear going on right now at this moment. That's the hot topic here. Bracing for inflation arm again, that CPA again on the light side, in line with uh, expectations. And remember, we have been seeing dramatic selling uh, in these cyclical names in the last several weeks here. So the question is whether or not we're going to get a real bounce. We've seen declines here, 21 percent in communication services, banks down 18 percent, discretionary down 17 percent off of their 52-week highs. So, guys, it's not clear exactly what's going to happen at this point. All I can tell you is we're going to have Kathy Wood here four o'clock before she comes on and talks to this group about the future of digital investing. She's going to be on with us sitting right here next to me, the future of investing in disruptive technology. And she has some very interesting things to say. I talked to her the other day about what is going on with all those anti-Kathy Wood ETFs out there. Guys, back to you. Hmm. Very good. That's good, Rob. We'll be watching that this afternoon, uh, Bob Pisani. As we go to break, uh, Apple's uh, Tim Cook making some comments at that Global Privacy Summit a few moments ago. We'll uh, show you some highlights. And make sure you get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Uh, sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or just use the QR code on your screen. It'll take you there. Uh, let's get a check quickly on how bonds are faring this morning. As we said, 10-year yield topped out this morning around 283. We'll get an auction of 10 years around 1 o'clock today. Uh, watching for some comments from Brainerd as well uh, as, uh, as uh, some of the Fed events continue this week. 10-year 272. Be right back. We are fighting for privacy in multiple areas of our work. The first area is a familiar one. It is a commitment to protecting people from a data industrial complex built on a foundation of surveillance. At this very moment, companies are mining data about the details of our lives, the shops and restaurants we frequent, the causes we support, the websites we choose to read. These companies defend their actions as pure of intention, as the work of better serving us with more targeted experiences. But they don't believe we should have a real choice in the matter. They don't believe that they should need our permission to peer so deeply into our personal lives. 
Who would stand for such a thing if it were unfolding in the physical world? That is Tim Cook talking privacy this morning at this privacy event. Uh, almost sounding like Lena Khan from the FTC Holy there. Holy cow. I mean, look, he's very, obviously, got the greatest customer service because this is how you get brand loyalty. People love that. Uh, I have Twilio on tonight. They've got studies just released, which shows you that this is the most important issue in the world, that you don't get followed, that you don't uh, are that you're not modern, that people really hate. You got to figure out no cookies, a cookie-less world. And Tim is leading the charge. Uh, but that was fighting words. Wow. Aimed. I assume this is aimed directly at Meta. Yep. Yeah, I no think question. so. Third party. Right. No love lost there. But look, remember what he's really trying to say is, you know, you have a right to yourself. And others don't have a right to you. And I think that that's one of the reasons why Apple's really loved. Uh, certainly uh, responding today in a pretty good tape here. 1% gains on the S&P as we're above 44.60. We'll get stopped trading with Jim after the break. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Okay, so one of the stocks that Matt Boss talked about, JP Morgan, is Lulu. Callan comes out today and says there's going to be considerable upside to consensus. Uh, analysts stay coming. Uh, they talk about a $12 billion, $12 billion sales. They repurse a billion dollar annually. Well, look at that stock. It's up 16. But, you know, here's a stock that's at 386. But the top was 485. Uh, consumer, strong, spending, buy. <laughs> that's there. There's the there's the ticket. We need a new acronym there's for that. There's the ticket. Consumer it's strong spending. spending buy. It's not Russia. It's not China. It's largely well, it does have some China, but it's largely American. You look at that. Sorry about that. And I got to learn how to say that. And, and you know, that's just a good stock to own. Yeah. By the way, the industrials are really roaring here. United Rentals, the Caterpillars. Yes. I'm trying to get my arms around that. United Rentals, not not China. Caterpillar, some China. Yep, there's been a couple interesting macro calls. UBS just uh, lifted real estate to overweight, lifted tech to overweight. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of rotation. Wait, uh, but was that evidence lab or was that just? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was evidence lab. Um, let's. Should we? Like, did we do stop trading? That was stop trading. No, What's yeah, tonight? I've got this Twilio one, and I've got to tell you, it is so in keeping with what Tim Cook said. You know, Tim Cook, he, he Tim Cook's waging war for your privacy. We all want privacy. I, I think we all, you know, I mentioned all, I mentioned all birds last week. They've been following me everywhere. I don't want them following me. I don't want them following me at all. What happened? How did all birds follow me? What did I do wrong? Did you buy something? No. Well, that's a problem. But that's suddenly it's like, it's all birds. Yeah. Well, they heard me. Uh-uh. You must have said something and you're done. Yeah. You're done. Tim Cook doesn't want all birds following me. There's the mantra. Consumer is strong. And no offense to all, all birds. I mean, it's a great campaign. It's just I don't want them following me. By the way, uh, watch Carvana. Everyone thought that was a good short off the, uh, the Carmex number. It's not working. Yeah, uh, Carmex, one of the worst laggards today. Mm. Uh, we packed a lot in, Jim. We'll see you don't tonight. Don't the oils. They yes. work. Oils Mad, work. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. 
That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.